This is Ring of Honor wrestler Raymond Rowe, and you're listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron, Tyler Abear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. <laughs> this is Tyler Abear. <laughs> we welcome you to episode 230 of the official podcast oh. for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Okay, Daniel. Yep. We're on Stitcher. Yeah. Beyond Pod. That we are. And player.fm. Indeed. All you need to do. Uh-huh. All you needs to do. All you gots to do. Suckers got to know. Search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Boom! There it is. You'll find us. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and we're also on the Twitter. Yes. Say it. The Twitter. The Twitter. That's the right. Twitter. At WNS Podcast. You can follow me at WNS underscore Daniel. You can yeah. follow Tyler. No, you can't. At Tyler underscore A Bear. He might not tweet you, but it never hurts to follow him, right? So welcome to the show, two man show this week. Woo! Yep, Doug's still on vacation. Yeah, at the happiest place on earth. Yeah, Disney World. He's Damn. still there. I figured yeah. like he'd be doing oh, going no, to other I places. How, I thought he's still at Disney. How much fun can you really have for two weeks at Disney World? Like, is there really that much to see? I mean, maybe there's, there's a lot of things that you may see everything, but you probably can't ride all the rides at oh, a certain yeah. time because it's long lines and stuff. And plus. Everyone there is happy. It's like it's really is happy. Well, they probably are. They're pumped full of alcohol and all kinds of other stuff. Beer and titties. Yeah, titties and beer. So welcome to the show. It's going to be kind of a short show, more than likely, just because there's not a whole lot for us to talk about this week. Uh, I didn't catch Ring of Honor. I didn't catch Impact. Uh, I caught NXT. You unfortunately did not. I caught Lucha. Uh, I caught Lucha as well. So we're going to talk about Lucha. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to interview Ring of Honor wrestler Raymond Rowe. Ray Rowe. Ray Rowe. Ray Rowe. Ray Rowe. That's right. So, uh, and we don't have any Q&A this week, so it might be a little bit short, but fear not, it is an episode for you, especially since there's just two of us. Uh, and we both want to get home and start Arkham Night. Night. That's right. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> me from me. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's going to be really interesting to hear our full thoughts on Arkham Knight, to hear our full thoughts on WWE 2K16 so far. Make sure you listen to our show on Sports Radio Beaumont, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central. Adjust your clocks accordingly. 6 p.m. <laughs> 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central time. So, make sure you listen to that. Download the Sports Radio Beaumont app. Go to sportsradiobeaumont.com. Really cool stuff. We certainly appreciate everyone who's supporting us. It's really getting us that five bucks. Woo! <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so welcome to the show. Lots to talk about. Yeah. You doing all right, Tyler? I'm doing good. You doing good? You ready for your birthday? Yes. Woo! Sure. We're going to have it's fun. my birthday. Yeah, almost. Almost. Yeah, we're getting there next week. So um, anything that you want? I will be 30. I'm so glad that you... No, you will not. <laughs> what? No, you will not be. Yeah, I will. You will not be 30. How old will I be? You're going to be like 27. Am I? Or 28. Am I? I don't, well, I don't know. Or 29. You're not going to be 30 because be I'm older than you and I'm 29. I'm going to be 29. You're not going to be 29. <laughs> That's a lie. No. Stop lying. Lie. What happened to Honest Day Bear? I will be 25. There you go. No. 
You're not going to be 25. <laughs> oh, no, that's not. <laughs> no, that's incorrect as well. I'll be 26, okay? I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll be 27. It's getting to the point where I'm not going to believe whatever you say, so let's okay, just move on. I'll be 28. Uh-huh. So, You'll never uh, know. Yeah. Anything you want for, for birthday present? Some goddamn peace and quiet. Let me play <laughs> Arkham Knight. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll get some of that. I want to play some Arkham Knight. Anything from the missus? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Blowjob? What? What? <laughs> oh, like a lollipop. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, I thought you were, uh, I don't know, doing the blowjob, like, uh, thing. You're or, wrong. Oh, brush your teeth? What were you trying to do? Yeah, brush your teeth, dude. Get I that got- filth out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, it uh, was a blowjob. I got one, <laughs> I got one gift from her. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, a light um, light picture uh, cover for my game room, and it's like uh, Wolverine. Oh, that's cool. Neat. How's and the game room job. coming along? I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been to your to your house in a while. How's it coming along? It's 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 uh, going good. There's still a lot of stuff we have to slow and steady, up, but yeah. Right yeah. now, for less like. You're going to be living there for the next number of years. You can take your time getting everything yeah, I guess so. Uh <laughs> Like the last few days, I haven't, like, I cleaned up and stuff, but I haven't been fixing anything. All mm-hmm. I want to do is play Grand Theft Auto. Yep. And now I'm going to play Arkham Knight. It's like now that I have Mondays off, I could go into our media room and clean it up, but I really don't want to. I don't want to do shit. I want to sleep in, and then I have to mow, and then. Also, I want to play a new Super, I want to play Super Smash Bros. with the new characters. Yeah, there you go. Ryu. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah. Well, happy early birthday. I know well, we'll, we'll get to do it uh, next week as well. We'll do I, it up. I think. Well, no. Calendar's not in here anymore. We'll I don't know where we July are. 3rd. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be party times. Make sure to wish Mr. A-Bear some happy births. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> on the day. Yeah. So uh, let's dive into some feedback that we got. First bit of feedback we got from Bazooka Majin yeah. saying, great show, guys. And yeah, it is Cass singing the Price is Right thing. Enzo and Cass started it when Carmelo was wrestling with blue pants. Oh, really? I like it. Yeah. I don't care if it's cheesy. It's cheesy as hell. That's cheesy. Yep. So uh, really cool. Thanks for the uh, for the feedback, Bazooka. Uh, last bit of feedback we have is from Christine saying that was the greatest when Kevin Owens power bombed MGK off the stage and through the uh, through the table, shoved him, saying, "Well, gave him a quick setup, kicked him, he fell over, and then bombed his ass." So uh, I know Tyler, you really liked it whenever uh, MGK fell down, <laughs> and you were kind of bummed out whenever they didn't show that part on Raw. Yeah, like come on now, get your that? shit together. What's up with that? What's up with that? So. uh so yeah, so let's dive on into Raw. It, uh, Raw was, I mean, we watched it together. We watched the same Raw. It wasn't that great. We watched it, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and, other uh, and, we, uh, and other stuff. We were distracted. GTA, GTA uh, mods, mods, ragdolling. Videos, if you ragdolling. if you haven't oh, seen it, look that shit up. It's pretty hilarious. It's during awesome. cutscenes, yeah, during the cutscenes, GTA <laughs> ragdolls. Also, uh, the whale. The whale. That was pretty good, too. So, uh, so I mean, we kicked things off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out, saying that, you know, Heyman... Bork Laser. Yeah, Lesnar wants to fight Rollins, but he has to do in a public apology first to, uh, to only JBL and Michael Cole. Forget about the cameraman. Who cares about him? Yeah, He's yeah. expendable anyway. So, um... 
I don't know. This whole Raw was very just bleh to me. Um, it was focused mostly around Seth Rollins trying to get the band back together. The band back the, uh, together. The authority. Oh, yeah. Sucking up to J&J Security. Sucking up to Kane. Sucking up to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and all the good stuff. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of him. It's just, you know, we're a family. Suck we got Triple H. We have our fights. Yeah, suck it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts on this opening segment? I wasn't there. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, uh, I was right. running late. Yeah, it was stupid. I mean, he gave, Lesnar gave uh, Michael Cole a noogie. So, they are showing that, and people already know this, but they're showing that he is a babyface. He's not going to be like a super babyface and like be super cheesy. He's still going to look the badass part. He's still the badass. But you could tell that he's not going like more aggressive than he should. Like he's going to like oh, he'll he'll fight you by guessing a regular well, I don't know. He's still aggressive. He's it's still just, aggressive. He's just not He's just a fan favorite now. Yeah. And plus he has to be the face ish yeah. if he's going against Seth Rollins. Yes. That is correct. So uh we have the first matchup of Raw being Kane versus Dean Ambrose. And I know, Tyler, you were uber excited about this matchup. I was matchup like, oh, and yeah. And then, look, okay. <laughs> we got distracted a lot during Raw, <laughs> and I'm going to say some stuff like this is both, and y'all going to be like, is this a wrestling podcast? Hey, we have weeks like this, okay? Well, this was a bad week for this Raw. This was a bad week for Raw. So, so I think we're justified in yeah, it. Yeah, I, I watched something on my phone. I kept on going into the action, and I kept on getting out of the action. But uh, who won? <laughs> Kane won, actually. Uh, Seth Rollins came out, tried to distract him, tried to distract Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, then Kane did this really weak choke slam off the top rope from Dean. Like Dean Ambrose was on the top turnbuckle, and Kane went to oh my choke gosh. slam, and it just it looked weak. Well, everything um, that Kane does looks weak, right? Because even when he gets going against Pork Laser. Oh yeah, uh, this was definitely not Kane's night to to look strong, but uh, you know it was what it was. But you know Rollins got in the ring. Hey, you know we're a family, and we you know families fight, but they come back together and blah blah blah. Hug it out, yeah, hug it out. Um, Go talk to mom and dad. So that takes us into the next matchup. Primetime players going up against Ascension. Um, This was a fairly short matchup, just. To put the champs over and establish them. Yeah. It's like I don't care to see Ascension on my TV. It's yeah. because WWE's made them that way for mm-hmm. me. And they it's like such I wasn't a, the biggest fan of them in NXT. I know they were dominant. Uh, but, but they were so much better in NXT. Yeah, but I don't know. And I, I talked to you a little bit about that uh, during the show. And I was like, they. I know that's their role to be like the jobbers and all that stuff. But it doesn't have to be... I don't know. I don't feel like someone has to be in that role all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's going to cause them to, hey, guess what? We're going to eventually break them up. Well, no, you didn't give them a chance. Yep. But it's WWE. So. All we are saying mm. is give them a chance. Divas, right? No. I, I, I wonder if they wish they were back in NXT. Probably. I wouldn't blame I them. I don't know, but you know. Uh, but yeah, the primetime players end up getting the victory. After that, we got to see Sheamus going up against Roman Reigns. Oh my 
my gosh. I totally, like, I'm saying I'm done with this match. And it's so bad. It's like it got to a point with lately with Sheamus. It's like mm-hmm. I don't care about Sheamus. Don't care at all. No at all. interest whatsoever. And this, is, this, is sound, this sounds bad, what I'm about to say, but he was on the same level as Roman Reigns to me. Yeah. And I don't really care for Roman Reigns. And, and obviously, I truly, if I really think about it, I do like Sheamus more than Roman Reigns, but they're like, uh, I'm done with both of them. Yeah, for me, it was... I'm sorry if I'm bashed on everything. No, no, no. It's fine because, like like I said, this wasn't a great, this wasn't a very good Raw. Uh, and I'm in the mindset now where I'm thinking, my goodness, like how far has Roman Reigns fallen from, you know, what could have been? And by the time they pump him up, people are still going to be like, they're, yeah. they're like, Who's, who cares? Because they had an opportunity. We've discussed this numerous times. They should have kept Daniel Bryan away from the Royal Rumble, waited at least until he came back, uh, wait until he comes back after the Royal Rumble. So that way you have Roman Reigns. He's not public enemy number one because he won and Daniel Bryan did not. He had an excellent showing at WrestleMania, but they didn't build from that. Like He took the best that Brock Lesnar had to offer, and he kept fighting. They could have built Which that. Which was good. Yeah, they could have built from that. Saying he's not going to give up, he's going to keep fighting and keep fighting and get back up. Like you're going to have to tear this guy apart. He's never going to give up. Yeah. And ever since then, it's just been, you know, it's just bad. But um, I don't know. I don't have any interest in Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. I don't either. Uh, I don't have any interest in Sheamus. Neither. So this matchup was a flop to begin with. The action <laughs> itself was fine. They, you know, they went out and did what they did. Uh, but the match ended in a no contest, which I'm surprised it didn't end in a countout of some kind, whether it be a double countout or just a regular. But match ends, no contest, no bells rung. I'm a little um, butt short and stuff. That's just so weird. Why is he, you know, I Tip get it. me over and pour me out. Yeah, he's trying to do the whole creepy vibe. Here's a picture of you and your daughter having a tea party. Oh, what a loving, loving, loving dad. Uh, uh, man. Yeah, so it was just stupid. Follow, uh, find me. So, Blip. and then he finds where he was, and it was all creepy pictures. Some person and, they didn't show was rocking the rocking chair with their hand at the bottom. That's right. So, uh, again, this this raw had potential. Like it could have been great, but they the matches that they put together, just no interest in them. Uh, the next matchup was Neville versus Kofi Kingston. You know. Had potential. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. It was a short match. Yeah. Neville ended up getting the win because uh, the New Day came out, and then Primetime Players came out to They're about to attack. New Day was about to attack Neville, and then Primetime yeah. Players came out, and then pretty much all four of them got ejected. Yep. So Neville ends up winning with the Red Arrow, which is cool. Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Blue Arrow. Whatever. Uh, which takes us to the next matchup: King Barrett, because he's been on a roll. Going up against Zack Ryder because he's been on a roll, and uh, King Barrett gets the win. Short matchup. Truth out there? No, they did a promo where he's wearing his aluminum tin can crown and carrying around a plunger. So there was that. I don't care. Yeah, this. I mean, it's just. I'm not trying to bash it, but this is like I said, this is just a bad week for Raw. Um, John Cena and Kevin Owens. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed the work. These That's two, what I was looking forward to. Yeah, these two have great chemistry. 
Uh, I I really think this is going to go down as one of those really good rivalries. Yeah, for sure. Like people are going to look back in a few years and be like, you know what, that Owens Cena work was pretty good. It was pretty solid. Uh, because you know you always think you always think back on some of those great uh, rivalries that Cena has had. Like coming to mind, Cena versus Edge, Cena versus Orton, Cena and Punk, and I I think Cena and Owens is gonna uh gonna be right up there with them. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I like the work. I like that Kevin Owens was even, you know, pointing out the parts where he's like, "Okay, here's where I'm going to get the crowd to to get behind you, Cena, and here's where they're they're going to hate the nasty old foreigner for speaking a different language." So, you know, Owens is really coming to his own. He's really doing a fantastic job. Even on NXT, uh, he's acknowledging the crowd and what they're trying to chant and what they're trying to say, and and you know, he he's using taunts from every which way. Uh, which I think is really cool. Um, so I mean, they're letting him get away with a lot, I guess. Yeah. So, which just shows that they're really have b- faith in him. Yeah, they're they're really backing him. We're giving you the ball. The ball. That's right. So uh, so I'm, so look forward to having this match. See, here's the thing. Um, I know we were hoping that this match would be taking place at SummerSlam, but it looks like it's going to be taking at Battleground uh, for the U.S. title. So, with that being said, do you think that Owens will win the U.S. title and Cena would would want his rematch at SummerSlam? That way we get a Probably best so. of five? Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, because these, these two have had great chemistry. The The series is tied at one. This would be uh, the third, which is normally a rubber match, but this would give us a chance to have at least a fourth match. Yeah. Um, which I am all for because these guys are... are Every time they're getting in the ring together, they're tearing it down. So I'm looking forward to it. It's gold. Yeah. So uh, next up, we got to see the heel team of the Bella Twins going up against the heel team of Naomi and Tamina with the heel side Alicia Fox on the Bella Twin side for whatever reason. Um, who's heel and who's face? No one is face. So what's the reasoning for this? I have no clue. And the Bellas ended up getting the victory. What's the reasoning for this? I have no clue. Yeah. Okay, so you're supposed to be building a viable contender for your Divas Championship. The Divas are like how the tag team division was a while back. Yeah. Lost. So hopefully if we ignore it for a while, (laughs) they'll get good. At this point in time, you have two Divas on the Divas roster, on the main WWE roster that are faces. Yeah. Paige, who is gone for Tough Enough, and Natalia, who is gone because, you know, she was with the whole Cesaro and Kid, and now Tyson Kid is out because of injury. Yeah. So all you're left now with is Heel Divas. So it's going to be Heel Diva versus Heel Diva. I bet someone's like, oh, this is kind of cool. How about we do Hill No, Diva? this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Well, let's try it this way. Like, They need to start bringing up some of the female talent. I think it's time. Yeah, but what if they put them in a direction we don't like? I mean, any, I mean as long as they don't turn them heel. <laughs> We're going to bring the four horsewomen in. Four women. Yeah. Horsewomen. And we're going to turn them heel. Yeah, they're all going to be heel. Because I think heel versus heel is so cool. Mm -hmm. It's got that cool edge, man. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Better than those goody two shoes. Yeah, goody they're edgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Bell Twins defeat Naomi and Tamina. Nothing really to take away from the matchup. Uh, another matchup to really take away nothing from right back versus Mark Henry. And I know Tyler, you were all about this matchup. Yeah, but I was like, uh, but in a not a good Mark way. Henry was Hill. Yes, again, he yes. was his face wall like not to when he was in that elimination chamber match, right? Well, he was cheered because it was his, you know, first time back in a while. But I don't know. He um, he goes back and forth. Uh, apparently, you know, Big Show had stuff to say to to Mark Henry after the matchup. Uh, I'm not behind Ryback, and yeah. uh, I do prefer Big Show over Ryback, but I'm not into the feud. Yeah, I don't care that Miz is added to it, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't part of this right here. This I like Mark Henry, but Mark Henry wasn't this him in this match with all the situation wasn't good enough. Loss. To, it wasn't good enough to save this whole. It was situation. like a six minute match. We saw three minutes of it because they went to commercial, of course. I mean, I feel like their their point now is they're they're trying to say, okay, we're sports entertainment, but we do a lot more. We have reality shows and we have movies and stuff. You don't want to watch the wrestling stuff. So whenever they come, whenever they actually come out to wrestle, we'll go to commercial, and then whenever we come back from commercial, we'll see the end of the match. You'll be happy, and then we'll do a fifteen minute promo, and then we'll go to commercial. We'll come back. We'll start a match, and then we'll go to commercial during that. So that way, you know, you don't miss a second of the next promo that's coming up. Meh. Yeah. Storytelling my ass. Hey, um, how about we go to the main event? Yeah, because Ryback ended up getting the victory. Big Show and Ryback brawled backstage, which took us to the main event of Raw. That being yeah, yeah. Adam Rose. Main event of Raw. Adam Rose. <laughs> main event of Raw. Adam Rose. Who? Adam Rose, what was he Rosebud, was he Adam part? Rose, was he part of the Exotic Express, part of what? Part of the main event of Raw with Rosa Mendez, and their kisses are awkward. I can't imagine how his wife feels watching stuff like that. He makes the money. Like I get it. Okay, it's a show where actors were portraying characters. Just like any other sitcom or drama or movie or anything like that. But still, to see the open mouth kiss and all that and the and the little strand of saliva stuck yeah. between. The, oh. Dolph sometimes is like, he just does a little kiss. And Dolph is awkward kissing Because uh, he probably knows that it's like. Like whenever it was him and AJ, they were going like all out. Yeah. They were tongues deep. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm acting pretty good for this episode. <laughs> Well, that's because there's nothing else to really talk about. Yep. Uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler going up against Adam Rose for the main event overall. Uh, Dolph Ziggler getting the win. No real big surprise, and he makes out with Lana, which is Make pretty cool. Uh, but after that, we got to see the Authority reunite. Seth Rollins pleading his case. Please, J&J Security. Please, Kane. Let's uh, let's be one again. Let's be a team. Let's be a whole. Let's be a family. Um, and it seemed at first that they were... Not going to support him as Brock Lesnar came out, but then they uh, later had his back and beat down Brock Lesnar. And um, Brock got him back, but he also uh, yeah he took a bit out of Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble, I don't know. So what? Uh, what was his injuries? Three broken ribs. Yeah, just by picking him up and just slamming him on the yeah that much force. 
three. I know he's a small cat, but yeah. I didn't think it did that much damage. Like whenever I watched, whenever I watched him throw Mercury, I was like, "Oh man, he almost got hurt on that one." Like that was a bad landing. And then for him to pick up Noble and run him into the barricade, slam into him, and break three of his ribs from three, that. Three, good lord! And this is a guy who has been in the wrestling business for over a decade, who is used to falling, who is used to taking a bump. He's like, guess what? I don't really wrestle that much anymore. I'm not. He just that. wrestled like two weeks ago. Well, that's still not much. Compared so he's to- used to taking bumps, and Brock Lesnar breaks three of his ribs. Oh, Brock's a badass. <laughs> I mean, there's that's quite a bit. Gonna fuck you up, pretty much. So, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, my God, I've never broken a rib, but I I hear people talking about it all the time. You cannot sleep because you can't breathe right. Like it's just, it's just, it hurts to breathe uh. and all that. It's just insane. So, I mean, best of luck, dude. That sucks. I hope he heals up yeah. very quickly or he gets some good pain medication. I don't know how I feel about J security. <laughs> now it can be uh, Joey and Kane, so it'd be JK. JK. JK security, just kidding. JK Chevrolet. No. Uh, so, yeah, so Seth Rollins standing tall over an injured Brock Lesnar as they worked his leg. Uh, it was another one of those miscues by Kane. He couldn't get it right, and then Seth Rollins went and did it and made it look a lot better, but... I don't know. It was just nuts. Um, man, this is going to be a really short episode. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah. Anyway, so that's pretty much it for Raw. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Lucha Underground because, you know, we're stalling for time, basically. Yeah. Um, it was an all-night-long match, so there was only one match for us to talk about this week. What a week to pick it, right? Yeah. But it was a fun match. Yeah, for there sure. were parts that I liked. There were parts that I didn't like. It started out slow. Well, I mean that's that's a given. That's that's with any long match that they're going to do. They're going to start out slow. Um, but the thing that I loved about this matchup was the use of the crowbar when Mundo hit Puma, and then he got those three quick pins. You don't I, see that. You don't, and that's what I love about it is because. You know, I do that in the video games. Yes, you don't. You like, don't. I'll hit the finisher, get the pin. As soon as he gets back up, do a signature, do a finisher, pin him again. You know, like I'm, I'm relentless. You know, and that's exactly what he was uh, during this portion of the matchup. You know, hit him with the crowbar, took him out, got a pin, picked him back up, did a kick, did a finisher, pinned him again, picked him back up. Okay, we're you know we're racking up points now. Um, I didn't like. I understand the logic of oh, I'm going to burn time, mm-hmm. but even if you're up by three pins, keep on going. Keep going. Yeah, you need to make it definitive. You need to make sure he's not coming back, even if he tries. So make it like six to zero, six to one, yeah. something like that. But again, I understand what they're going with. You gotta, you gotta have it build and build and build to where he comes back and eventually does get the win, which he did. Um, Spots were good. Match was fun. Crowd was definitely into it. Oh, for sure. Announcers were definitely into it. The one where they dropped uh, from the top onto the through the, the tables, tables and stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. But like, you know, and I understand that it's you know it's billed as a hour long match, but obviously they take commercial breaks. They do a little bit of editing uh, during that time, uh, so there was probably some lulls 
low points while they were doing the commercial breaks. Um, but like I said, again, you know, I understand that the, it's, it's logic. You got to build for something. Don't climb up to the band and be like, hey, play a song while I take a sip of water. <laughs> you know, it's a victory. I'm winning. Yay, let's party. So, I don't know. It's just it's just the, those little things where I'm just like, mm, nope, not going to buy into that. And, uh, and the fact that Puma didn't continue to sell his injury. Like, whenever he was making his comeback and getting the victories. Yeah. Um, he was getting the pinfalls. He was doing kicks and landing on his head, acting like nothing was wrong. So, to just, actually to do that, I guess you had to do some other moves and stuff. That's his arsenal, and to to come back three, I guess you had to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Conan. He was out there too, but whatever. It was what it was. It was a fun match. Uh, I'm looking forward to this week's where they uh, where they have more than one match for us to talk about. <laughs> uh, it was you know, like I said, Raw was bad. Lucha was fun. Uh, I got to catch a little bit of NXT. I watched the Samojo and Kevin Owens stuff, so that was pretty fun. Um, and uh, we're also, if you listen to our uh, sports radio Beaumont show, uh, we talk about the uh, live from Tokyo, Japan WWE show yeah. that's going to be coming up. So you definitely want to check that out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up this week. Uh, and then we're going to close out with our interview with Raymond Rowe. So we certainly thank you everyone for listening. Sorry it's a short week yeah, this week. Sorry. You know, Sorry for that. Um, but, hey, tune in next week. All new episode. Doug's going to be back, I believe. Yes. Yeah, he'll be back. Very cool. So, uh, so yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening to the WNS Podcast. Make sure to submit questions on our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check out also on our uh, Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. And make sure you follow us on the Twitters. The Twitters. At WNS Podcast, at, at WNS Doug. underscore Daniel, at Tyler underscore Abear. So there you go. That's going to do it for this, this week. I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. There you go. Thanks for listening. And uh, check out our awesome interview with Raymond Rowe. Have a good week. Thanks, guys. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week, he is one half of the ROH Tag Team War Machine, the one and only Ray Rowe. Ray, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, we certainly appreciate you coming on. You can follow Ray on Twitter at RaymondXRowe or on Facebook.com slash RaymondXRowe. You're going to be out at the Bustin' for Autism taking place July 12th out of the Pasadena Convention Center. They're going to be having a special meet and greet with all the superstars from 3 to 6 p.m. with bell time right at 6. Proceeds are going to be going to a Nonprofit charity Bustin' for Autism. There's going to be special guests Colt Cabana, Alberto El Patron, Tommy Dreamer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hernandez, many more. For all the details on that, go to ClutchCityProductions.com or LoneStarWrestling.com for tickets and further details. Now, you, Ray, you're going to be going up against Hernandez from uh, Lucha Underground, so it's, it's going to be kind of cool. It's going to be sort of a Ring of Honor versus Lucha Underground kind of matchup at this event. What are your thoughts on your opponent? I've known Hernandez for a while now, uh, multiple years. And I've actually wrestled him for the first time about six months ago in Pittsburgh, Ohio, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, before I ever moved to Texas. Um, and then I came to Texas five years ago, and I wrestled with him a lot in San Antonio. Now, he and I have both changed gears in our career since then. 
Um, you know, we're both, I'm a very different person and very different opponent than the one he remembers last. So if he thinks that that's the Ray Rowe that's going to step in the ring with him, he's going to be surprised in a very bad way. Um, I, I know that Hernandez is very, very talented. He's a, he's a big, strong guy, but, uh, I'm about 25 pounds heavier than the last time I was stepped in the ring with Hernandez and I'm in the best shape of my life. So I hope for his sake that he brings his A game. Very cool. So it's definitely going to be one of those matches you can't afford to miss. Going to be a great time. And uh, you can be seen regularly on Ring of Honor programming on all Sinclair Network stations and also on Destination America now on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, What was your reaction when you heard that Ring of Honor had been picked up by Destination America? Um, I'll tell you, that was a crazy day for everyone involved with Ring of Honor because that's... uh, that announcement was guarded so closely that there were only three people in the entire organization that knew it was going to happen beforehand. I had so much social media outreach through Instagram, through Twitter, through Facebook, that my phone literally went from a full charge to, to dying in an hour. Wow. I, I was at the gym when, when the announcement happened. Or I was driving to the gym when the announcement happened, and my phone, my phone uh, you know, vibrated. I, I parked my car, I checked my phone, and I, and I was like, that the first the first picture I saw I was like that can't be real. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard anything about that. That can't be real. And then and then the text messages started and and my phone literally didn't stop vibrating. I had to turn it off, vibrate because it was vibrating so much. Um, and like I had something you know several hundred messages uh, in a matter of sixty minutes, and it just completely burned my phone battery. It was it was a crazy day, a crazy day, crazy good. You know it was it was, it was not a surprise that I was expecting. But uh, it's it's really really positive thing, and it's uh, it's really building momentum for Ring of Honor right now. Did you or anyone in the locker room feel a sense of okay, it's time to show what we've got, time to step up our game? When we heard the news, when y'all got on Destination America, knowing that there was another company on that channel. To be completely honest, it's not changing who Ring of Honor is. Uh, we're not really stepping up as much as we are doing the same thing we've always done. We're just now reaching a broader audience. Uh, we, if you've ever attended a Ring of Honor event, there isn't really an extra gear for these guys to go. <laughs> we are we are already performing at the absolute limits of of physical capacity. I mean, you know, guys are literally risking their lives every single night and hitting each other as hard as we as we possibly can uh, every single night, giving leaving every every ounce of themselves in the ring. So, so what this Destination America does is doesn't change who Ring of Honor is. This just allows us to be seen, to be recognized, and to, to reach that many more people, people who haven't experienced the passion, haven't experienced the, you know, the, the, the magic, haven't experienced you know, the best wrestling on the planet. Now they're getting a chance to. Absolutely. And if you have not been to a, a live Ring of Honor show, That's Tyler awesome. and I can, can attest, it is absolutely amazing. You're going to have a great so time. Fun. Uh, we went to uh, New Orleans during WrestleMania 30 weekend and got to go to all the Ring of Honor events, and it was just an absolute yeah. That was blast. A, that was a big weekend. That oh was a yes, big weekend. it was it was amazing. We had uh, such a great time, and I down I, I bought the DVD and everything of the event. It was it was great from SuperCard. But we have seen over the last few months, we've seen sort of a surge of wrestling talent appearing on uh, different promotions: New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, Global Force, all you know, Lucha. Over the past few months. Plenty of them have stopped by Ring of Honor. Is there anyone that you preferably would like to see in Ring of Honor that you'd like to go up against? 
Well, one guy who's in Ring of Honor currently, who I would love to wrestle one on one, is uh, AJ Styles. Oh yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy who I've never got a chance. I've been I've been involved now in in a couple different tag team situations with him, but I've never had the opportunity to go one on one with him. And right now, he holds the IWGP Heavyweight Title, which to me is one next to the to the Ring of Honor World Title is the most prestigious titles in the world. So I'm counting AJ top three wrestlers in the entire world right now, and I want to see how I stack up. Um, I really, really want to wrestle AJ Styles one-on-one. The other guys that I want to wrestle uh, is actually a rematch. We started some unfinished business in San Antonio, and it's the Killer Elite Squad. Uh, nice. We the, the referee actually threw the, the match out because nobody was listening to the one-in-one-out rule. <laughs> um, all, all four of us were in the ring, and it, it went on for three or four or five minutes where we just continued wrestling and fighting and fighting and fighting, and the referee lost all control, and he threw the match out. Uh, nobody was ready to, for, for the match to end, us, the crowd, anybody. So nothing was resolved. We don't know who would have won that match because we were still halfway through the fight. Uh, so there's a lot of unfinished business. There's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of respect for KES and what they've done, but we think we're the better team. Uh, you know, they obviously think they're the better team. They've got some 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 accolades in pro wrestling. Noah, they're the GHC heavyweight uh, tag team champions. They're the NWA world tag team champions. We don't have those accolades yet, and we want them. So, you know, it's kind of that uh, that prison mentality. You walk into the you walk into prison the first day, and you go after the biggest guy. <laughs> we want KS, and we want him back. We want to show everybody exactly what we're made. You know what we're capable of. Very cool. Yeah, you've teamed up with Hanson to form War Machine, gone on the destructive war path, so to speak. So, what's it like working with Hanson? Do y'all, you know, do y'all ride together uh, from show to show? You know, backstage, do y'all pal around? You know, is it more of a business meeting, or are y'all, you know, more pals? Uh, you know what? He's my he's my roommate on the road at Ring of Honor. Um, so you know, he's he's definitely a guy that and, you know, and when we're traveling between shows for Ring of Honor. Uh, we drive together. We, you know, we ride together. We're definitely always in the same car. Uh, he's he's a guy who I've become friends with. I didn't know him before we both started with Ring of Honor in that in that uh, top prospect tournament. But he's a guy who's become one of my best friends, um, which is really fortunate uh, with the with the business side of it. You know, being that that we did form a tag team and we've got some success together. Uh, that, that to be able to do that with somebody who's such a good friend is really a blessing because that doesn't always happen. Um, you know, and he and I think very similarly about the business and about, uh, life and about what's important and priorities, you know, uh, neither one of us drink or smoke or do anything like that. So it's, it's, it's nice. You know, it's not a, it's not a clash of styles. It's not a clash of personalities. And when we, when we get in the ring, it's all business. So it really works out. Um, you know, we're, I'm fortunate to, uh, to have crossed paths. When we did, it was kind of one of those right place, right time moments, and uh, you know, we just we hit the ground running together. How did your family react whenever you said that you wanted to become a professional wrestler? Were they supportive? Were they a little bit apprehensive? Because it's <laughs> you know, it's a tough business a to get into. It's a tough business on you physically and emotionally and mentally. You know, so y- your family's always got to look out for you and and make sure that their little boy is safe or you know their husband is okay when they're on the road. So how did how right. did your family take that news whenever you said I want to be a wrestler? Well, I mean, I've 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 been involved in in violent contact sports my entire life. So and I've and I've loved wrestling since I was literally five years old. <laughs> 
So I don't think it was that much of a surprise to my family that I was going to do something violent with my life. <laughs> um, you know, my as far as my mom and dad goes. Um, you know, my dad was, was really supportive. Uh, you know, he's been supportive through all my athletic stuff, you know, whether it was playing, you know, from, from the time I was playing t-ball to, you know, running track, throwing shot put, wrestling. You know, I started wrestling in, in fifth grade, and I wrestled through college. Um, you know, and, and I played football through middle school, high school, all that stuff. I mean, you know, I trained in MMA, I, I, you know, I've, I've dabbled in boxing. I've, I've done some stuff, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of contact stuff. Uh, pro wrestling, it was just an extension of that lifestyle. Um, it was, I, you know, I was right place, right time. I got, I got involved in the business when I did, um, you know, got around some really, really good guys and they took care of me. Uh, my mom always worries, you know, she's always scared that I'm going to get hurt or that, um, you know, something bad is going to happen, but she supported, you know, luckily I've, you know, you know, I'm 30 years old now, so I've been through several relationships, uh, romantically and, uh, not everybody has been as supportive as others. Uh, luckily the, the girl of my dreams, the girl that I'm with now, I've never met a more supportive person in my life. She, is a hundred percent behind board, whatever I have to do crazy to prep for a show, whether it's, you know, my diet, my training regimen, my travel, anything. It's, it's just whatever you need, babe. You know, uh, I got you, whatever you need, you do it. You, you do it. You do this because she knows it's, it's what I do and it's what my, what my passion is and it's what makes me happy. So that's, I, I cannot speak enough about how important that support system is for something like we do that's just physically demanding and is time, you know, time away from people and stuff like that. If you've got somebody at home who is giving you crap about it, you're not going to have a very long career. Being a wrestling fan, who has been your biggest influence in your wrestling career? Um, that's a complicated question. Uh, you know, obviously when I was five years old, I was a Hulk, I was a Hulkamaniac, you know, <laughs> uh, doing poses on demand. As I get a little older, I got into ECW. Um, you know, that was kind of booming right as I was in high school. Um, so, and you can see a lot in my style. I, I borrowed very liberally from Taz. Uh, you know, especially earlier in my career, I was actually known as the new suplex machine. <laughs> um, it was just a, a very, you know, not very subtle uh, homage to uh, to the human suplex machine, um, you know, and and he, he was an amateur wrestling guy, so I've kind of gravi- gravitated towards amateur wrestling guys uh, as being my my idols, um, you know, my the guys I, I emulate, you know, so Taz, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, uh, Bobby Lashley, guys like that who were you know big power athletic guys, and these were massive individuals, but they could wrestle, they could move, um, you know, Brock could do shooting star presses. He didn't always, but he had the athleticism to do it. So I, I tried to mold myself in that in that position because I can physically do a lot a lot of things that would kind of open people's eyes, um, you know, as far as aerial stuff. And it's just something that I don't need to pull out, so I don't. Um, and, and and you know, I, and I appreciate that athleticism, uh, guys. Further back, you know, uh, you gotta love Stan Hansen and Terry Funk, and, and you know the Von Erichs and, and all the the great wrestlers through uh, through Texas. I mean, it's just the, the 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 people through here are amazing. So, but like big big guys that I I, I watch or I, I pay attention to are like Doctor Death, Stan Hansen, Vader. Uh, Bruiser Brody, Terry Funk. I watch nice. a lot of their Japanese stuff and just you know, and I'm, I'm amazed at what they were doing at the time they were doing. 
Uh, this this next one is sort of a two part question. Uh, we do we do tend to we like to ask these kind of questions. One, what would be a fantasy match that you would like to watch between two wrestlers, past or present? And another one would be who would you like to face, past or present? That would be a fantasy match for you. Um, who I'd like to see wrestle right now. Um, one of the guys that I'm the biggest fans of right now watching is Kyle O'Reilly, um, from Ring of Honor. I mean, I don't know if you're watching his current stuff, but he is performing at such a high level that it's, it's, it's literally insane. Like I watch him and, and he's, he's a guy that I have a lot of respect for and I just, I can't, I can't process some of the things that he's able to do, some of the magic he's able to create in the, in the ring. So I would love to see him go you know, uh, a 30 minute Ironman match with AJ Styles, you know, just go out and, and just, and just shine. Uh, I'd love to rest, see him wrestle, um, Okada. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I think those matches would be amazing. Uh, you know, he just competed in the best of super juniors. And I don't know if you saw him versus Kushida for the finals. Um, but if you like wrestling, go watch Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida in the main event, and I know we're asking, you know, fantasy matches, that is a fantasy match. Like, you will you will literally not be the same wrestling fan after you watch that match um, as as you were beforehand. So anytime you can see that matchup, I would I would I would say that should top anybody's fantasy list. Uh, past you know, who I would like to wrestle from the past, um, I would love to get in the ring with uh, like I said, Stan Hansen or 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 Dr. Dusty Williams or, or Terry Funk. I think uh, any one of those guys would just be amazing. From a tag team standpoint, I think uh, War Machine versus the Steiner Brothers mm-hmm. in you know in their in the their their Japan days, you know, in the in the in the early, late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. when they were when they were just killing people. Uh, or, you know, the uh the AWA Road Warriors Ooh. versus War Machine would be uh would be some some crazy, crazy matches. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Now we do we, we do have to talk about uh, your motorcycle incident. You know, unfortunately, you did suffer a motorcycle injury back in August. You were out for, for several months. Uh, you were even told by doctors that you would never wrestle again. Uh, you know, and for any wrestler, you have to take that under extreme consideration. Did did at any point you think your career was actually going to end, or did that, did that say to you, you know, I'm going to drive to push through this rehab. I'm going to get back in that ring. I don't care what these doctors think. Well, well, uh, before I answer that, there was actually a more serious thing said to me than you'll never wrestle again. The doctor looked at me dead in the face and said, I don't know why you're alive. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so he said, like, like medically, I cannot explain to you how you survived your accident. That's crazy. That kind of puts some things in perspective. Absolutely. Uh, then, then the first surgeon I went to said that I'll never wrestle again. I went to a second surgeon who was, uh, you know, a guy who actually worked on some WWE guys, and uh, he said that he could put my arm back together, and he thought I had a realistic shot of being back in the ring in eight to twelve months. Hmm. And um, you know, if I did everything right, and I had full clearance at at five months. Wow. And I had my first, and I had my first match, six months and one day, from my accident, or from my surgery. Uh, no, 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 wait, I'm sorry, from my accident. Six months and one day from my accident. That's absolutely so, insane. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he said he said typical typical um, recovery time was was eight to twelve months, 
and he said realistically for me to be you know back to being whole would be probably you know nine nine to twelve months realistically and uh, I had full clearance at five and was back in the ring at six um, it was uh, I, I was very very fortunate um, that I had had the support system I did because it was definitely the lowest point of my life you know you ask if there were times where I thought it was all over there were times where I really questioned whether or not I was ever going to be whole again to go from somebody who's who's literally in their athletic prime, uh, in their you know best shape of their life, doing you know living their dreams, to not be able to do things like take your shirt off, mm. not be able to do things like tie your shoes or take a shower, um, you know it, it was it was incredibly humbling and depressing and you know if I didn't have the people around me in my life at the time. I wouldn't have been able to make the recovery that I did. Um, you know, my, my girl was actually, uh, we were together then and, and she was over every single day, making sure I could eat, making sure I took a shower, making sure that I had what I needed. You know, I, uh, I, I had my little brother, Shane Taylor around, um, who, as soon as I was able to rehab or as soon as I was able to start going to the gym, we were in the gym six to seven days a week. Every single week before I could drive, he would pick me up and take me to the gym, um, you know, and we would go. He, uh, I had, uh, and the other guy that I had who, who was instrumental in this was Jax Dane. Jax was checking on me every day. Anytime he was in town, we lifted together, we worked out together, we, we ate together, um, you know, and uh, Jax is my roommate now. So, and he's actually just gone through, he just tore his tricep and he's going through his own rehab. So now I get to literally return the favor for what he did to me during my recovery. So I'm taking him to the gym and we're working together and dieting together and training together. It's, uh, it's all come full circle there. Very cool. Always nice to have that support. You know, it's, 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 it's unbelievable what a support system can actually do for a person. You, you, yes, you just can't explain it. And, uh, you know, we certainly appreciate your time. We are certainly glad that you're still here with us. Uh, there's got to be a reason for it, and it's you know you're you're affecting other people's lives uh, by telling that story, and you know going out there and showing this is what happens if you don't give up. You go back out there, and you know you rehab harder than you thought you could. You push yourself a little bit further than you thought you could, and you, you end up waking up the next day, and and the next one, and the well, further and, one. And and the recovery, the recovery has has actually. Uh, and, and the accident, all, the whole process has actually, uh, you know, for social media savvy as everybody is, it spawned a hashtag and, and I use that in the ring. It's now a moniker, uh, and it's hashtag hard to kill. <laughs> and, and I'm now announced as hard to kill Raymond Rowe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I literally am, it's difficult to, 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 to end my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's something that started during the recovery process, and it's just carried through to the ring. So it's you know I use it to to remind people what I went through and exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you uh, if you don't give up, you 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 are hard to kill. Your will is hard to kill. Absolutely, and we're very glad that you're here with us, and we're going to get to see you on July 12th out at the Pasadena Convention Center for the charity event, Bustin' for Autism. Again, they're going to be having a special meet-and-greet, 3 to 6 p.m., bell time at 6, proceeds going to the charity, Bustin' for Autism. Plenty of special guests. Make sure you go to clutchcityproductions.com or lonestarwrestling.com for tickets and further details. Raymond Rowe, it has certainly been an honor, a pleasure. We certainly appreciate your time. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Later, man. Bye-bye.